Hi, Dr. Heidi here. Today I'm going to be talking to you about NLP and representational systems. If you've done much research or study about NLP, then undoubtedly you have been introduced to representational systems. Representational systems is the simplest way of saying our five senses in action, how we're bringing in information into our world. It's important to be able to understand representational systems because we communicate through our representational systems. They become our learning style, a communication style, and a way for making sense of the world around us. Our representational systems are based wholly on our five senses, what we see, say, taste, touch, smell, hear, and talk to ourselves. Mostly, we don't go around the world tasting and smelling the world, so NLP focuses in on the visual representation, what we see outside with our eyes and inside with our mind, what we hear, what we feel inside and tactilely, as well as the internal dialogue, and in some books you'll see this as audio digital. So the internal dialogue, what we say to ourselves, the, the piping of our mind that's continually going. I wonder if you know that you have a preference for how you bring in information into your world. That yes, we all see, hear, taste, touch, smell, and talk to ourselves, but you have a preference, something that will happen first. When you walk into a new environment, you will first see what's going on or hear what's going on or make sense of it by the feelings, tactile or emotional feelings, or you'll have a talk to yourself. Which one of those do you do first? And does it even matter? You probably don't know, unless you've already studied NLP or you've already looked at representational systems, and it does matter. Because how we bring information into our model of the world is how we start to make sense of it. It becomes our learning strategy. It becomes the way that we communicate and make sense of the world. So if I go into a meeting, for example, and I'm highly visual, I will probably remember more of what I've seen, but it will trigger things for me. What I see, how somebody's dressed, the words that they say create movies in my mind. The best way to communicate with somebody that has more visual is to be able to show them something. They will learn best if they can see it in action. Even if that is having a drawing, a diagram, a movie, a chart, a real life demonstration so they can see something in action, that's going to be the best way to communicate and teach someone to do something. If somebody's highly visual, then they're not actually going to be listening to every word that you say. They're listening to the words you say and they're creating a movie of it so that they can see your words in action. So if you can make sure that your words have the movie involved in it, or you have a physical movie or a picture or a diagram or a demonstration, that is going to be better. And yes, it's important to know if you are auditory because that's how you're going to be making sense of the world. You're really going to be listening to what people say. Doesn't mean that you're going to understand it. Doesn't mean that you're hearing what they've said, but you're listening and you're filtering that information based on what you've heard. You're probably going to be learning more based on what you hear and what, how you can create a dialogue with that. That's not to say that 
that auditory learners will learn best by just hearing something because that means that I would have been fantastic in lectures. I was awful at university when I had to attend lectures because there was no way to bounce that information around, which probably is a kinesthetic thing, but I was listening to it and I needed to do something with it. It wasn't until tutorials or study groups when we actually had the ability to discuss what we learned that I really got it. So from that auditory perspective, a learning perspective, having a dialogue, getting somebody's points of view, which comes from their auditory, but it connects with their vision, as you can probably understand. And I want to also utilize visual or auditory type words. I hear you. Are you listening? Can you, can this, let's sound this out together? Because that will also connect a little bit more with the person's unconscious mind and the filter they use primarily on their five senses. Now, if somebody is primarily filtering information based on their feelings, again, that's going to be a tactile feeling. That person will walk into the store and they need to touch things, they need to feel things, they need to try things on. And it also might be an internal feeling, a, a, an emotional type of connection or feeling. And some people, if they're highly kinesthetic, highly feeling-based, then they will make up their mind very quickly if it's comfortable or not, if it fits or not, if it feels good or not. And if not, sometimes they shut off immediately. So if I can understand that somebody is making a decision or making sense of their world based on their emotions, based on a feeling, then I want to make sure that I can communicate to their feelings the message that I want to get across. And if somebody is, is processing information more from the internal dialogue, that thinking and internal dialogue aspect, then that's probably going to be more um, detailed in some ways, a little bit more analytical and more concrete in some ways about information. And so they're probably even filtering, deciphering through logical step sequences or systems of information. Therefore, to communicate more effectively, I want to be able to communicate in their system. I want to be able to be logical and more detailed, more descriptive, and give them facts and figures and, and information because that's what is going on in their mind. Most of the time where miscommunication happens is when one representational system is speaking to another one, but they're not matching. And somehow, we do it every single day. We, this person is talking or communicating in one system and this person is, is getting the information. And somehow we translate the information so that it fits. Usually it's not the same. Usually it just fits. When we can speak in somebody else's language, if I know that somebody is, is kinesthetic and I can teach them in a kinesthetic way, I can really get them hands-on experience of doing it. I can make sure the emotional connection is there. I can sell to them or communicate or motivate them in that way. Then I can communicate in their way and there's a match. That if somebody's here and I'm here, I can communicate in their way and there's a match instead of waiting for people to come to me. I want to match as a part of rapport is to be able to match what's happening and let that happen. Matching. We can talk about rapport in another, another segment. Um, to me, representational systems are really, really interesting because 
People who are more visual, for example, they will take things that they see more seriously. They will make judgments about what they see. They will be dressed usually fairly well. They'll match. They'll they'll stand up straight. They will have good posture. Things will look good around them because they make decisions around how things look. And so if I meet somebody that's visual, then I want to also take on that stance of that. Um, an auditory person, the conversations that you have with that auditory person are important. And to have that conversation that's important to someone about that. And kinesthetic, the feelings, the connection, the tactile even, is important. And if somebody ever feels that their model of the world is being dismissed, then they will also dismiss you. If a kinesthetic, a representational systemed person that has kinesthetic at the top of their chart, if they don't feel it, they will disconnect. If I'm visual and I can't see what you're saying, I will disconnect. If I'm auditory, which I am highly auditory, if I don't really hear your point, if, if, I don't, if we're not on the same wavelength, I will disconnect because I feel you're disconnected. And so therefore, being able to match where somebody's coming from will allow us to meet and connect. Now there is various ways of figuring out very quickly by just watching somebody, how their physiology is, how they stand, how they breathe, how they move, how they talk, what representational system will come out on top if we're looking at those four visual, auditory, kinesthetic, and internal dialogue. And read our 30 days to NLP book, come to our NLP course. I'm sure you could YouTube it. Uh, but to find out, how do you identify what somebody is? And as you go about your world today, start to notice what are you more aware of? Sounds, feelings, images, internal dialogue, all of them happen, but there's going to be one that rises to the top. Start being aware of people's language, how they filter information, and start matching what you can find. Enjoy this, representational systems, how we are making sense of the world and how we can use that to help to teach, communicate, and affect change more elegantly. I'll see you next time.